I didn't have systems in place. I didn't have people in place. I didn't have processes. And when the market crashed, I lost everything. This, this, this is the House Flipping HQ podcast. Now, let's get flipping with your host, Justin Williams. Hey, hey, what is going on, Flip Hacking Nation? Hope you guys are doing awesome. Hope you guys have had a great week. Justin Williams here, and I'm really excited today. You know, it's been a while since I've interviewed anyone on the show. I've actually gotten really picky uh, with who I interview. Um, there's just, I don't know, I just want to be really careful with what I put out there for you guys. But not too long ago, uh, my good friend Danny Johnson, you guys know about Danny. Danny's just a good, solid, solid guy. You know, we have people reach out on a daily basis wanting to to be on the show. And um, a lot of times they they may not be doing the business or they're just trying to promote something and so we're just really selective and, and really protective of, of you guys and who we put in front of you. But my good friend Danny, who I, I trust to the highest degree, introduced me to a guy uh, named named Don Costas, who is killing it right now in, in California. And uh, Don, Don, he asked um, if I would be on Don's show, which I'm also pretty selective these days with what shows I'm on. And because it came from Danny and Danny shared with the, the integrity that this person has and how successful they are. I was happy to to be on that show, and and so we got on the show and we really hit it off. And I was just blown away as I talked to Don a little more about what he's doing. I mean, Don is so he's in, he's in California, which as you guys know, as many of you may know, is one of the most competitive markets in in the country. If you can make it in California, you can make it anywhere. And Don did eighty eight deals last year in California. He's shooting for 150 this year, currently making six figures per month, and has a systematized business, which you guys know I'm all about. So guys, I'm really excited today to to have on the one and only Mr. Don Costas. Don, how you doing, man? I'm good, Justin. How are you, man? I'm doing amazing. So Don is also, the, the name of your podcast is the Flip Talk Podcast. I uh, highly recommend that podcast. There's a lot of information out there these days that isn't really uh, that that informational and isn't that valuable but Don is is the real deal and I highly recommend you to check that out. Don also recently joined us in the seven figure flipping program. So that's that's pretty awesome. We're excited to have you in that group, Don, and I'm excited to see you um, in a, a couple months in Michigan. Yeah, so, it's exciting fun. stuff. Yeah, looking forward to it. Cool. So Don, let's let's start out um, why don't you, you know, some of the listeners might be a little overwhelmed with how many deals you're currently doing. Uh, why don't you kind of start from the beginning and share a little bit more of how you got to this point so they know that, you know, you weren't just born from the womb flipping this many houses, being a flip master, a house flipping master, and, and then kind of connect those dots and, and figure out how they can get to where you currently are. Definitely. You know, I have, um, I have two lives in this business. I have pre-crash life and I have post-crash life. And <laughs> Yeah. And, um, in my pre-crash life, um, you know, we're, we were in a market in 2003 to about 2007 where you could basically throw a rock at a house and make money. And I made a lot of money and I let it go to my head and I didn't run my business like a business, you know, um, I didn't have systems in place. I didn't have people in place. I didn't have processes. And I just kind of shot from the hip. And I got involved in a bunch of other businesses that took my attention away from the core of what I was good at, which was making deals. And when the market crashed, I lost everything. So that's that's the quick and dirty. I literally lost everything. I went from building an, a net worth of about $3 million to basically buying gasoline a gallon at a time with quarters. I mean, I was that broke. Wow. And 
I was scared of real estate and I was scared of getting back involved in it because I had basically, you know, it to, in my head, I had lost everything because of real estate. But really, really looking back on it, I lost everything because I wasn't focused on what I was good at, number one, and running it like a business, number two. So about 2012, um, I had a situation where um, I was I was I had no money in the bank. I had about a $90 available balance on a credit card. You know, at least it said I had 90 bucks. So apparently available balance and balance are two different things. So <laughs> I told my, my family, you know, let's go, let's go to, to lunch and a movie. And uh, so we decided to go to Taco Bell. And I went into Taco Bell and it's Taco Bell's never packed for some reason today it was, you know, that particular day it was. And I ordered about $20 worth of food and the card was declined. No way. And I looked across the crowded room. My wife's sitting in the middle of Taco Bell, and I'm like, you know, do you have any money? And she's like, no. And so I um, had him run it again. It was declined. And this kid at Taco Bell, he looks at me and he goes, what, you don't have any money? Like as loud as it could possibly be. Oh, my gosh. And I'm like, you know, no, I, you know, I, I don't. I'm sorry. You know, I got to cancel this order. So none of that bothered me. Like I have thick skin. None of that bothered me. Sure. But I was leaving. I was leaving Taco Bell with my family and my son holding my hand looks up to me and goes, daddy, how come that mean guy wouldn't give us our food? Oh man. And that, that moment crushed me. And I took that moment and I looked in the mirror that night and I was like, what am I good at? What, what can I really do? And the one thing I was good at was, was identifying a deal, putting a deal together. So I decided to act as if I already had the success and act as if I was going to build this thing like a business. And I went out and I put some ads on Craigslist to, to try to find some private money guys. And, and I started calling agents and I just basically built it one piece at a time through networking, just getting out there and networking and shaking hands and taking people to lunch and taking people to coffee and having conversations and one conversation led to the next and pretty soon I had the money behind me and then I had a deal behind me and then I, you know, I got that one. I got the $10,000 check that was already gone by the time I got it. But, uh, you know how that goes, right? Yep. When you're, when you're broke. Yep. And, uh, but then I, then, you know, I had, the, then I had the proof of concept again and, and I had my head right again and I, I went out and got two more deals and, and got those done and did then one more and then three more. And then, and then I started, I actually started listening to your podcast and, and, oh, and you're nice. on there about, about systems and this and that. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, there's no way you can flip houses and not see them, but okay, I'm going to try. And, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I started putting the people in place. I mean, that's truly what systems are, right? It's people. Yep. And, and, um, lo and behold, you know, one day I got to look up and, and I got this business making all kinds of money and I'm not even seeing the houses anymore. And it's just been an amazing ride ever since. Oh, I love that. And and I know when we talked before, you mentioned to me that you started listening to my podcast and like, how can you really see them? And, but just hearing that, and you know this, what you have a podcast now and right. um, sometimes you're talking to this object, the microphone, right? And you're like, is anybody listening? You know, they are because some people reach out and stuff, but not everybody does. Mm -hmm. And to right. later down the road, hear stories like that. I mean, you just give me chills. Um, so hearing your story too, like I can connect with that so much. I mean, being at moments where literally going up and seeing my wife crying in bed and not knowing how we're going to pay for diapers. I mean, it's, it's crazy, right? We've, I've, I've been right. there and I know so many people either are or have been there. I, I've seen a lot of people who went through the crash or even other moments in real estate, whether it was the crash or whether it was when everyone could buy REOs and, and trustee sales and now they can't. And a lot of those people are no longer in business. Uh, they didn't bounce back. I mean, what was it that 
you think allowed you to to come back from that that crash and the way you were feeling at, at that time being afraid of real estate like you talked about you know part of it to be just frank and honest you know part of it was just i had no options like i was in a situation where i had i have an associate's degree um but a lot of the positions that i was qualified for required a bachelor's mm-hmm. and um if they didn't require a bachelor's um typically i was overqualified because i i've managed other businesses or run other businesses and so i was overqualified and i was and, you know there it was also a time period you got to think where people were not getting jobs, you mm-hmm. know, no matter what your degree was, people, you know, there were so many applicants for a position. So I wasn't getting hired, um, for anything. And, uh, you know, I think it was just, it was that moment when I looked in the mirror and I had to assess, okay, this, you know, whatever it is I'm doing right now isn't working. And what am I really good at? And the one thing I always tell people when they get into this business, if you're going to be successful, you got to be a deal creator. Mm-hmm. You got to be somebody that can create a deal who can, who can identify and the deal and make it happen and see it through its fruition. And that's why, like you said, a lot of people aren't sticking right now. They're not, they weren't deal creators. They were going for the low hanging fruit. And, um, you know, so that's number one, if you can become a good deal creator, which I, I knew I was, if I, if I can get a few minutes with you and you're going to sell your house, you're going to sell it to me. If you're a private money lender and I get a few minutes with you, I could generally talk you into working with me. And, um, I, I knew that was an asset I had. And I knew that if I was to run it like a business this time around, it didn't matter what the market did. I could sustain it. Cause you know, I would just adjust, you know, um, one of the core things we do as a business now, everything we do is in, in, in time. It's, it's segmented in time. Like we can buy a house and you know renovate it and sell it, and our average turn time is 100 days or less. Um, before, I would take you know sometimes six months mm-hmm. to renovate a house because I was just willy nilly and having a good old time. So you know, running it like a business, you know, as the market changes, we can shift with that market a lot more efficiently. Um, so yeah, I mean. Back up against the wall. No choice was really what made me do it. And I'm so glad I did because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm freer and happier now than I think I ever have been. Yeah, I, I, I love that. You know, something you mentioned in, in an email I was going through before this and, and read an email that you wrote, uh, sent to me. And you mentioned something about how you're ADD. Is that correct? I'm oh, 100%. Totally, okay, I'm yeah. totally ADD. And and a, a lot of times, I mean, back in the day, it's like almost like ADD was looked at as a bad thing. I think people are recognizing more and more all the successful entrepreneurs who are ADD. Um, I mean, literally, like when I was in high school, I would sometimes go an entire class period and I would leave and I'm like almost just like freak out. Thinking like, oh, my gosh, I don't know what the te- one word the teacher said. Right. The whole class. Right. But I was yep. daydreaming. I was, And a lot of it had to do with because I've always been interested in making money. A lot of it had to do with making money and things like that. Maybe not always. Right. But it kind of right. led to that. Um why, how is being ADD and creating systems in your business, why, why is that important when you're, you're ADD or kind of all over the place sometimes? Well, there, my, my lack of focus to a certain degree, um, you know, will keep me from being able to accomplish tasks that I'm not really into. Um, so delegating those tasks is huge, you know, to get, they get done versus sitting on my desk for two weeks. You know, when I sat down and I looked at my business, even now when I look at my business, cause you know, every once in a while I'll sit down, I'll just kind of go, okay, where do I need improvement and where can I make changes? And I realized I'm the bottleneck. Yes. Anytime there's a bottleneck in my organization, the bottleneck is me. I'm I'm the one that slows everything down and stalls it out. Somebody's waiting on me to make a decision, but I'm in a meeting or recording a podcast or, you know, fidgeting with a fidget spinner. Uh, <laughs> 
I'm the bottleneck. And by removing myself from the equation, I remove that bottleneck and my business runs smoother. My, my team is happier because things are getting done a lot quicker and um, we make a lot more money. So, you know, by putting the people in place that are better at doing something that I am um, and allow and getting out of their way and allowing them to stand or fall on their own merit um, has allowed just everything just to function so much smoother. So, Don, what would you say to people? I hear, I hear it all the time. People say they can't find any good help or they say if you want something right, you got to do it yourself um, or you know, people just can't do it as good as them. What would you say to those people? I would say, number one, it doesn't have to be as good as you do it to get it done. Um, you know, especially, you know, sometimes done is better than perfect. Right. Mm-hmm. But, you know, my advice would be to hire the person and not necessarily the talent like, you know the the hardest thing in your business is people. I mean, I, I will be the first one to say, okay, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Sometimes you got to turn a lot of dirt to get the gold. You know, you might have to go through a few people to find the right one. But one of the things that I've learned from a business perspective is I hire for um, loyalty and hard work first. Um, and I, I figured, you know, basically you can teach anybody to do anything, right? If they're loyal and hardworking, you can teach them to do anything. But if they are the smartest guy in the room and they're not loyal and hardworking, they're going to be a disaster in your business. So I take loyal and hardworking first and then I teach them to be what I need them to be. And I, you know, I've learned a long time ago that it's my job to coach. And so if somebody's teachable and coachable, then they're part of my team and I take them where they need to be. If they're not teachable and coachable, I remove them from the equation as quick as possible. And, and that's, that's allowed me, you know, my, my project manager has been my friend for 20 years. He's the lo- most loyal, hardworking person that I've ever met. He knew nothing about real estate when I brought him in, but he was eager and willing to learn it. And, and I brought him in and he followed me on a handful of projects. And, and then pretty soon I, I stepped back and, and I handed him the reins. And a little while longer, I basically said, okay, you make all the decisions. And he'd still try to call me. And I'd be like, nope, you make the mistake. Go, yeah. you know, you got to allow them to make the mistake. You know, you go make the mistake. And if it is, if you know, you, you, your decision might not be my decision, it might be better than my decision yep. or it might be a mistake. And then we'll address it when that happens. Yeah. It's okay. And, um, by allowing that process to happen is, is what has allowed my team to become successful. I didn't, I didn't try to control every move because I'm human. I make mistakes too, you know? So, and I learned from those mistakes. So the best way to teach your team sometimes is to get out of the way and let them make a mistake and learn from it. Man, I, I love hearing you say this and because as you know, these are kind of some of the things I talk about and teach. And, um, I believe like in empowering people, letting them make those decisions and, and right. here and, and people underestimate that all the time because th- they feel like, Oh, they didn't do exactly like I did. I got to fire them. Oh, things are falling apart. It's like, no, let them make that mistake. And there's a big difference between sometimes people I can sense people are really out there like freaking out, like, well, if they make a mistake, my business is over. It's like, no, there's a difference between, letting them make like a, a mistake that's going to cost you a hundred thousand dollars. Right. And a mistake right. that's like, Oh, they choose the paint color. Right. 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 No, 100, 100% agree. You know, and there's also a difference between, you know, somebody who is incompetent and making just bad judgment yes. calls and somebody <laughs> who's fully competent. And again, they, they might've, you know, uh, maybe took in a higher bid than they should have, or, you know, picked the wrong paint color or scheduled something wrong. you know, those are the mistakes I'm talking about. So, um, your, your job as a coach is to make sure that your team is capable before you, you know, you let them run a, run a hundred percent free 
you know, so you don't want to have a situation where you put a hundred thousand dollar decision in somebody's hand that's been with you for two weeks, you know, of course. But if you have capable, loyal, hardworking, competent people on your team, get out of their way and let them stand and fall every once in a while. You know, you, you say systems all the time, but really systems are people. You empower people to execute on your business. And that's what allows you the freedom to do what you need to do to, you know, in your life. And it's so wild because you think about how much it take time it takes for you to do something, right? I mean, literally, you replace yourself by having a couple key people intact, in right? That, that right. could take all of your time uh, right. and then some. And then that's how you grow and scale from there because now you are free to then go and create another position and to continue to grow. Um, yeah, it's, it's awesome. Cool. Um, let's see. What else? Where do you want to go, Don? I mean, I, I could ask lots of questions, but you know, your what are your top things? Like, what are some of the things that you find most people want to know or, or some uh, your superpowers that you could share with, with our audience? You know, I think that mindset is huge. Um, you know, mindset is hit on a lot, but I think mindset's a huge component of this business. And at whatever level you're at, sometimes you put your own limitations on your own mind. Um, you know, one of the things that's that has freed my mind is, is by taking a step back and realizing that some of the, the issues that I fix is fixate on as obstacles aren't really obstacles. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mindset when you're first getting going, you know, uh, understanding that, you know, you're going to have fear and you're going to have anxiety. We all have those fears and anxiety. I think I, you know, I struggle with them with certain things I'm doing now. The difference between successful people and people who aren't successful in this business is we step out of the way, uh, you know, around that, I guess, and push through it. And, and get the job done. And that goes for every aspect of this business from getting started to growing it to implementing systems and people. Um, you just got to push through those fears and don't let them hold you back. If you're, if you're sitting in your business, whether it's day one and you're just trying to figure out how to get your first deal or you're, you're five years in and you're figuring out how to put systems in place and you're stagnant in any way, shape or form, then you're doing yourself a disservice. You got to get out of your way and just, just make things happen. So Don, Okay. Let's be super raw. You ready to get raw and vulnerable here? Absolutely. You and I are both pretty high level um, investors, business owners, whatever you want to call it. Um, I've had quite a bit of success. We've had our ups and downs. We've failed. We've succeeded. Do you currently, because I think a lot of people look at us and they think, oh man, they, they've arrived. They're there. They don't have these fears or, or they don't, their mind doesn't ever get messed up with. Do you ever have a moment, moments in your life where you're just like, you're just for, for however long it might be, you're like, Oh man, how are things? Oh, are things okay? And you kind of freak out a little bit and are concerned about where things going or what's going to go on. Do you, do you ever do that right now with where you're at? Yeah, I mean, I do. I, you know, I have. Well, first and foremost, I mean, I did lose everything. So, <laughs> it's happened. Um, yeah, it happened. Um, I went from thinking that I was the greatest thing since sliced bread to realizing that I had nothing. Um, so, you know, that fear is always there. Um, there's anxiety and growth. There is the the do I deserve it question that I think we all ask ourselves from yeah. time to time. You yeah. know, I still like have those syndrome, moments. Right? Have you heard of imposter syndrome? I suffer from imposter syndrome to the 10th degree. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so in fact, Andy and I had a conversation about that and I'm like, I'm like, you know, I asked her that same question. I was like, I, you know, I have imposter syndrome every once in a while. Do you go through that? And he's like, Justin talks about that all the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I struggle with, I, I told somebody one time that was starting with us in acquisitions, I walked up to her and I'm like, are you bipolar? And she's like, she looked at me and she's all offended. She's all no. And I go, well, you will be. But, uh, cause you know, the ups and downs and, 
you know, um, yeah, I mean, I, I struggle with the exact same fears and anxieties that I think everybody does at any level. And people tell you that they don't, then they're full of it. You know, um, they're hiding something. So, you know, we all, we all suffer from them for sure. And I think it's important that people recognize that and know that. So when it happens Mm -hmm. to them, they don't think, Oh, what's wrong with me? I'm doing something wrong because the crazy thing is, uh, I even here's what makes you more money. It's dealing with higher level problems, but you're still dealing, dealing with problems, right? Right. And right. nothing is ever guaranteed. I mean, I've I've had several businesses now and, and it's kind of the, the same thing, right? And don't get me wrong. It gets a lot better when you're making good income and there's not that stress of how we're going to pay the bills, right? There's that, uh, what's that thing? We have the set, the basic needs in life. And as you overcome the basic needs, then you can then address other things in life, right? Anyway, there's... Right. I forget what it's called, but some kind of pyramid, something. I don't know. So, um, but still, there will be days. It's the craziest thing where I'll wake up and I'll just like kind of start twitching and glitching, and because even now, like now, I run these communities right where a lot of other people are relying on me, and that's a lot of pressure. So it's a different kind of thing. Um, but you're like, oh, am I, am I doing things the right way? And then, and then it's crazy. Like either go for a run, or you get some work done, or you work through some things, or or even w- take a nap, or go to bed and wake up the next day. And you're like on top of the world, right? Like, so that happens to me on occasion. And I think it happens to everybody. And I don't think enough people talk about it. And I just think people need to realize that there are going to be moments where you're going to freak out and you're going to be like, what am I doing? Am I doing the right thing? Oh, she's, ah, you're going to start freaking out. But just know that um, there, there are ups and downs. And, and even our brain, I'm sure there's all kinds of studies on it, right? Like <laughs> I, could, I could quote, but um, it just, it's something that happens. And our brains are really interesting. And they will go from like moments of freaking out and then, and then you're good to go, right? So anyway, just stay the course, right? Stay <laughs> follow, the course. Follow the system, stay the course. So stay the course. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, and there's also there's also that anxiety that you get where um I called it for me when I was broke, my hustler mindset, you know, yeah. the limiting mindsets where I was um you know, I was broke and I was struggling and I was a fighter and I was going to fight and I was going to keep the lights on. And I was going to keep food on the table. And it's, it was when I stopped and looked at it, it was like a circle of, of brokenness. Yeah. And, um, you know, I identified as a hustler, but if I was going to stay a hustler, I was going to continue to be broke. And I had to, I had to undo that. So, um, yeah, all the way through between fears and, and acceptance, acceptance and everything else. Um, you know, there are a lot of things we all struggle with. And, and if you push through those, you're going to find success. It's going to hurt sometimes pushing through those. I'm not going to lie because you're going to be scared to death. And I don't mean hurt as in painful hurt. I just mean hurt as in sometimes you're shedding, you know, a part of yourself that you've held onto for so long, but it's worth it. It's well worth it. I love that. Um, I read a quote once that it wasn't, you know, if, if you make a million dollars in a year, like the money's great, but it's more it's like the person that you become. I, I'm kind of messing up the quote, but uh, that that's so true. I mean, the, the person that you have to become to make that kind of money, uh, assuming, <laughs> assuming you do it in an ethical way, <laughs> of course, right? Um, is you won't you don't even know like what you're going to go through. Uh, I've heard it referred to as the um, the the hero's two journeys, right? Like you, you think that your only goal is to make the money so you can go do all these things, but the person that you become inside and the things that you have to go through, the struggles you go through are, are so powerful are so powerful and empowering. Right. right. <laughs> Don, Definitely. Do you, do you have any like habits or daily rituals uh, that, that kind of have helped you um, get to, to where you are? You know, I, for me, I think that the, the most more, more recent habits that I have is that I've started to compartmentalize, if I get the word out, um, tasks. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm ADD and I used to try to bite 
a goal off in one chunk. And I've learned, um, just like working out, you know, bodybuilding, right? You can't just lift weights for an hour and have, you know, an Arnold Schwarzenegger body. You got to, you got to build it over time. And I've learned to, um, attack every task that I do that way. And, um, it's made me much more efficient. So each day I will come in and I'll, um, attack different pieces of different goals I have. And, and to some people from the outside looking in might think that that is counterproductive, you know, cause I work on multiple things through the day, but I actually get a lot more done. Now, I guess, I guess the, the answer is I've learned what my limitations are mm-hmm. and what my assets are. And I have structured them in a way that makes me successful. And all my habits in my day are designed around what makes me more efficient and successful. Yeah. That's the best way to put it. So I like that. This, this might not be totally what you're referring to, but what I found is Sometimes it's good to focus on one thing at a time, but when you have a team of people, um, right. you're kind of man- helping manage the managers, if you will, right? Right. So you can you have several things that you're checking out and just making sure are happening, but because you're not the bottleneck anymore, when you are the person doing everything, then yeah, you've got to focus on that one thing at a time. But when you're managing the managers, you're not the bottleneck. You can just make sure everything's flowing smoothly and and focus on some other things and other goals and stuff like that. Um, right. Let's see. I'm looking at this email. Um, you wrote that one of your talents are your instincts and ability to look at an operation and see what is right, wrong, and what I can use. Um, you're, you're ADD, so anyway, but so how do you do that? How are you able to look at an operation? I know you recently went down to Andy's, um, where Andy lives, Andy McFarland, right. for, for people who don't know, you probably do if you're listening, listening to my podcast on a regular basis. Andy is, um, he's doing a lot of deals, <laughs> let's say, uh, you know, doing anywhere from 25 to 30 or, or plus deals per month. Um, how, how are you able to do that? How, and first, I didn't talk to you about how that trip was. How was that trip? It was great. It was, it was a, an extremely informative. I think what, what was really impressive about Andy was how simple, Simply had it mm-hmm. right. He doesn't have this huge office. He doesn't have this huge team. It was the simplicity behind his operation that made it so impressive, you know? And, um, that's, that's what I, when I, when I saw that, you know, it, it took me basically, I, I think uh, two conversations in his office and I realized the two people I needed to hire and the one person I needed to let go. Awesome. And, yeah, and it was just like, <clears throat> I, it's it, there's there's no there's no words to describe. You know, anybody out there who's heard heard about Andy or knows Andy or knows what he's doing, this the, the simplicity of this guy's operation is just genius. I mean, what he's been able to accomplish is, I, I, you know, I can't even put it into words. I, I was so utterly impressed um, that my head has been spinning ever since. <laughs> so. Um, I I realize that I overcomplicate things. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's like, true. Um, like, okay, let's, uh, let's change a few things here in this operation. So, but yeah, basically, um, what I, I, I feel that one of my great talents, I mean, I have tremendous instincts. Number one, if you have good instincts, you know, listen to your instincts. I've learned to listen to my instincts and they, they, they take me always in the right direction. But number two, um, looking at other people's operations, I just, I, you know, I've managed, I've been a general manager for companies. I've owned a few businesses. And the one thing I've been able to learn how to do is identify, you know, weaknesses and assets in my operation. And when I see somebody else's operation, I can identify their weaknesses and assets and I can figure out where their assets can plug into my business. And that's what I like to do. I like to look at other people's operations and then come back and make the tweaks in mine. One of 
one of my competitors, I probably shouldn't be telling a story on a podcast because he might hear it. But one of my competitors one time, you know, and this is this is this goes back to mindset, too. But one of my competitors one time had been in contract for a property and uh, he had fallen out for whatever reason. I don't think he could secure the private money. And I picked up the property and the agent who um, got me the property knew both of us and said, you know, hey, this guy's already worked on this. He's got all the plans. He's got everything figured out. You know, maybe he'll let you have it. And so I talked to this guy. Um, the competitor. And he said, five grand. I want five grand and I'll let you have everything. And um, I was like, okay, you know, you know, definitely this, that's a no brainer to me Mm -hmm. because what, what I was, I wasn't looking for his plans on the property. What I was looking for was pull back the curtain on your operation. I want to see exactly what you're doing and what you're not doing. And what I learned from that experience was I was head and shoulders above him. I had already beaten him in, in how my operation is structured and what I was doing and the vendors I was using. And so for me, that was huge. I didn't get a nugget that I could use in my business, but what I got was a mindset change. So sometimes that's all I get from looking at a business. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I get tremendous knowledge. But either way, I walk away with something that's going to make my business grow. You know what is so interesting, what I'm realizing about you, Don, and what I think I, I've realized about all highly successful house flippers or entrepreneurs is you look at absolutely everything in in a positive. I know it sounds so cliche, right? But you look at it in a positive light as to what did you get out of that? Like, I didn't. Most people would have been like, I paid five grand and didn't get anything. What a joke! Is a waste of time. And I found that people who do that, people who go, I mean, you spent an entire day at Andy's operation. You're like, it was eye opening. Be like, boom, boom. I didn't do these two things. Boom, boom. Right. And some people might go to a thing and be like, oh, I only got a couple things out of it. Right. But literally, if you get one thing out of whatever it is that you're, whether you're at like a, a seminar or you're, you're on, listening to a podcast, if you get one thing, even if it's not the exact thing they were talking about, but that epiphany in your mind, I mean, that can literally change the projection of your life and your business and the value of that can't even be measured. Huge. Yeah, definitely. 100%. The, the two changes I'm going to make to my operation from, you know, you know, that trip is going to make me tens of thousands of dollars. I love it. You know, for sure. And I see the, uh, an opposite group of people who are never successful and they will find every excuse as to why something isn't valuable or why they can't do make something happen. I've, I've called them yeah, butters. You've probably heard me say that I went to a seminar, my first seminar, everyone was coming up and they're like, Oh, I can't do this because of this. I can't do this because of this. And people either find a way to make something work and why it's beneficial to them. And they look at the positive or they focus on the negative and why it won't work for them. And, and if you're, it's pretty much if you're, one or the other determines if you're going to be successful or not. And you can change that, but it's, it's hard sometimes for people because sometimes, I don't know, it's a a mind thing, right? So. Absolutely. And that's why, that's why I went back to the mindset thing earlier on the conversation where, you know, I talked about like, you know, my hustler mentality and the fact that real estate had beaten me to a certain degree and I was scared of it and all that stuff. You know, I, I, when I looked in the mirror and made a decision to make a change, I had no reason to, to be going into real estate investing. I was broke. I was buying gasoline with quarters. I was sitting in a meeting with an investor at Starbucks and my wife texted me that my water got shut off. You know, this is all before my first deal back into this, right? I mean, I had no business not just getting a job, but I decided that I was going to act as if I was successful, as if every move I made was going to drive me towards success. When I grabbed onto that as as if mentality, um, you couldn't stop me. And 
and I made it happen. And that's, you know, it's the same thing. And that's why I look at the things the way I do. I mean, that, that five grand I gave that guy, it freed my mind because, you know, I had focused on this guy for so long because he was my nearest competitor. And I was like, you know, how is he doing what he's doing? You know, how can I beat him? And I had focused on him for so long. And when I gave him that five grand, I realized that I had him beat. It was like somebody had taken the shackles off and I could run. Awesome. You know, yeah, so mind is huge. Mind is huge. And you got to look in the mirror and go and, and just make a decision to do it and make it happen regardless of whatever you have to go through to get there, period. You know, when, when I started coaching, I intentionally didn't talk a lot about mindset. So I'm like, oh, mindset, whatever. Right. And I, I just didn't think that's really what people needed. But what I right. started to realize is there's some people succeed, some wouldn't. And we we're teaching the same thing. And once I realized it was, it really was only a mind game. We started talking about that more and getting people just to take that action and do those things that if you follow the steps, like you'll be successful. And then you surround yourself with people who you can go back to and keep making sure that you're staying on the cutting edge. But, um, it is, it is a powerful, powerful thing. Uh, it's what happens between your ears is, is really everything. Right. 100%. Um, let's see. So we talked about some, some good stuff. So I, I know systems, um, and, and the people that you surround yourself with, uh, I know I, I want to go back to for one quick second. I know a lot of times people say the thing like, Oh, I can't find the right people and, and all this stuff. But the, the truth is, um, I don't know about you, Don, you mentioned ADD, but some days like I'm really motivated. Some days I'm not, some days I might be sick. Some days I might got my kids thing. Sometimes I might want to go on a vacation. Um, in, in the book, Emith, it talks about some days you're the skinny guy, some days you're the fat guy, right? Some days you want to work out, some days you don't, right? Right, right. Um, so, for, I mean, how has that impacted your life or, or how would that impact your life if you didn't have these people and systems in place? Well, I mean, I can tell you, it was, you know, about the time that I had started listening to your podcast and you had, you'd been talking about systems and how you didn't see the houses anymore. And I had like, I think I had five or six rehabs going and, um, I was in a, in a kind of a situation where I was running to pick the paint color on a house, meet the contractor to pick a paint color. And I had my son's game or practice to go to. And, um, I was, you know, basically late to everything. And I was, I got out of the truck at this house and I was looking at this house and I was looking at the contractor and I was like, I really hate doing this. Like, this is miserable. And, um, you know, I was like, how does this guy on this podcast, you know, not do do a hundred houses a year and not see these hundred houses a year. And, um, it was, it was really like, for me, you know, we talked about it in my podcast a little bit, but for me, you know, when I put systems in place, it wasn't because, um, I was so smart that I just did it. It was, it was almost out of necessity. Like, you know, I had some people involved, you know, my, my project manager is already involved. He was training with me. He was learning. Um, I was just in a moment where I had to let go. And when I, when I let go, you know, and, and, and took a step back, you know, I don't think I realized I did what I did for, for months and months and months later. And, and I had a private, a private money guy asking me a question, you know, like about a property months and months later, he's like, Hey Don, you know, what's, what are the cross streets of the house? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Are you going to put new windows in the house? And I'm like, I don't know. And I was like, Oh, Justin, he's not full of it. Awesome. <laughs> he's, so you know, cool. uh, you could you could flip houses and not see him. 
it, it changed my, 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 my life immensely. You know, I can go to Disneyland. We go to Disneyland every other month. We have annual passes awesome. and we literally go every other month for about a week at a time. I have, you know, I have 11 year old, a 12 year old, and a three year old daughter and I can go and not, I don't have to check emails. I don't have to worry about anything. I know my business is, is being operated. Um, I go, you know, I go camping to the family union once a year for an entire week. Um, we're going this June for a week and I know that I can go up in the mountains and camp with my family and swim and go to the river and, and not have to worry. And that, that's significant going from basically having so much on my plate that I wasn't happy, which I think a lot of people who have careers, you know, not knocking careers, but a lot of people who are, you know, in certain professions, they have those moments where they're just like, I can't stand this. Right. Going from that to, I don't have to be here for a month and everything's going to run, you know, is, is, is just, it's mind blowing. It's fantastic. It's, it's, it changes everything. It's almost scary. It's like, it, it is. They it's, don't need me. <laughs> I, you know, I think that's a part of the reason why so many people hold on. Cause they think, well, they, they label as this is my value. Right. Right. And if I let go, where's my value? But your value is being the conductor, right? The, the, the right. orchestrator, like creating that, um, and then you'll find value in other things. Um, yeah, it's so cool, man. Oh, I love it. Just like hearing you talk about this just gives me chills. And I, I look, I know you, you've learned on your own and from like a lot of other people, but just knowing that I maybe was one little seed, one little part of that, it, it makes us all, all worth it. You know, if I can just affect that one person, that's so cool. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Uh, yeah, I, I remember that when that first happened for me and it's just so cool to be away and know that everything is being taken care of. It's like, oh. And so that's, that's the thing, like a lot of people, they might be out there struggling, but just know that the difference between like, if you have a regular job or running a regular business where you're not trying to create like a machine, um, an actual business and you, you make, you do something, you make money or you might not, whatever. Right. But right. when you're creating something that will work for you, like it doesn't really matter how long it takes to get there. So once you have it in place, it basically works for you and gives you whatever you want. So it gives you that, um, empowerment that that cur that uh strength to keep going i guess you could say so absolutely for sure cool so we've talked about a lot of good stuff we talked about the importance of focus we talked about systems um we had talked about people which is a big part of those systems that but the people that work for you we talk about mindset let's talk a little bit more about there's two kinds of people there's people that work with for you and with you and help drive your company but there's also the people that you surround yourself with and you know, I know you recently joined Seven Figure Flipping. I know you're big on coaching. Uh, yeah, it's not it's not a, an expensive program. It's a very expensive program. You're already mm -hmm. killing it. Like, why would you? What is it important for you to surround yourself with highly successful people? Like, why would you do that? Why did you do that? You know, I have done a lot of my success on my own. I've, I've been in this since 2003. I've never had a coach or really a mentor. I've had, I've had some developers and stuff that work, I guess I consider mentors that I call and ask questions, but never really had people that, um, there were higher level people that I could kind of hang out with and surround myself with and learn from. And sometimes even just giving back, you know, one thing I want to say is sometimes just, give, you know, giving back to other people is huge. It helps you learn. It helps solidify sometimes knowledge or experience that you didn't realize you had. So, and um, I've been looking for a group for 
some time to be a part of. And, you know, Danny and I have become friends. Um, you know, he recommended you to be on the podcast. You and I talked um, back and forth quite a bit. And it just, you know, after looking at all my options and stuff, it just kind of felt right. I felt like it was the right group of people to be around, you know, to for me, it's more of, you know, basically just having people that are at the same level that I can talk to and bounce ideas off or, you know, give advice to and, and hang out with and, um, and grow with, you know, and that's, that's what I felt like I was going to get from this group. And, you know, and then, you know, I had the opportunity to, to kind of hang with Andy for, uh, for a day. And like I said, that was, I mean, right there, I was like, all right, that this was worth it. So, you know, um, just, you just, again, his, his mindset, you know, he's, he's been in the, in the business about as long as I have, he didn't, he didn't go through the dip that I went through in the crash because he always ran his business like a business. So, and, um, his mindset, like I said, the simplicity of his operation is so significant. I don't know if I can, if, if me saying that he gets, you know, out to people and they understand it, but don't overthink it. Don't overbuild yeah. it. Don't overcomplicate it. Um, that that right there for me was huge. That was that was well worth the price of admission for the group. And I, you know, uh, I think that as I get more involved and interact with the individuals in the group, you know, through this next year, um, there's going to be a lot of opportunities for me to grow. So just looking forward to it. Fun stuff. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, you get to a point where you're like the big fish in the pond. And right. you can't just go to the real estate investment clubs and get anything out of it. And, and you just, you need to continue to grow and progress. And yeah, it's really cool. So um, let's talk, let's kind of change gears a little bit. Um, you know, I, I started a podcast a few years ago, was it 2000, October 2013. Anyway, whatever, three and a half years ago, I think. <laughs> so you've recently started your podcast, Flip Talk. I mean, you've already got a lot going on. Like how I know my story, why I did it, like how and why did, did you do that? What was your, what's your purpose for doing that? And how are you able to do that with everything else you have going on? Well, I mean, to be honest with you, uh, I was starting to get a little bored, you know, I mean, I have, (laughs) you know, (laughs) yeah, we have, um, you know, we have meetings, we, you know, we're a small operation. So our meetings are more of, you know, we kind of huddle and talk in the office a little bit here and there. I do have an office that's, you know, I like to have an office to go to. Um, so we talk, we talk kind of about the projects. I get updated about once a week, twice a week on what, what everybody's doing and what's going on. And then I don't really have a whole lot more to do except for, you know, play with my business and tweak it and try to make it better. So I wanted to do a podcast in and give back. I mean, honestly, that was the idea behind it. Um, I think yours was the first podcast I'd ever heard. I'd be my first introduction that podcasts even exist, you know? (laughs) So, uh, yeah, definitely. So, you know, I just wanted to, I wanted to give back. I wanted to, to impact people's lives. And, um, so I decided to put it together. I actually launched it in October of 2016. So three years, yeah, three years (laughs) after yours. Um, and it's allowed me to just have some conversations with some incredibly cool and intelligent business people out there. I've actually gotten, I think, way more out of it than I probably have ever given. Um, you know, so for me, it's, it's a great way to network and talk to people and just get out there. And I'm just meeting some really, really cool people out there and the interaction from the audience, you know, people reaching out or they're all wonderful people and it's been really fun. I'm glad I did it. So and uh, it, it was a product of just, you know, trying to find something else to keep me busy, I guess. Yeah, I understand that all too well. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So 
for people to check that out, just go to fliptalk.com. Is that correct? They, they can go to fliptalk.com and find it. We're um, on iTunes. If you search Flip Talk or Flipping Houses, it'll pop up. Um, you know, and we're on Stitcher and Lipson and half a dozen other places, iHeartRadio. So, but the easiest, the easiest two ways is either iTunes or fliptalk.com. Awesome. So I, I highly recommend that. Um, I had a chance to be on there and I've had a chance to hear a couple episodes and definitely uh, one of the, the better podcasts out there for sure. So well, appreciate that. So Don, uh, fi- final words. Uh, what would you say to anyone out there who uh, your you know, one piece of advice or, or set a couple of pieces of advice that um, people who are maybe either want to get into the business more or want to take things to the next level uh, and create a an actual business like you and I are talking about, what would you recommend to them? I would, I would frame it like this. I would, the, the words I would use is learn to get out of your own way. So when you're first getting going, get out of your head and put, you know, get, get some knowledge and just put some, some momentum and power, um, get out there and network, you introduce yourself to people, agents, escrow title officers, or, or their sales reps, um, you know, get on and, and go to RIAs and don't just hand your card out or get a card, invite people to coffee and lunch and start building relationships. Get out of your own head on your get away from your own fears and just get out there and start building relationships and get some momentum. And then when you have got some momentum, you're doing two, three, four deals a month. Again, get out of your way, put some people in place that can do it, you know, for you and stop being the bottleneck, let your business grow, you know? So I think that that's, uh, that, that right there, I mean, is huge. You know, when you're, when you're a, a higher level player, you know, get out of your own way and keep your ego in check, you know, make sure that you are, um, allowing yourself opportunities to learn and grow, you know, all the way through, just get out of your own way. Love it, man. Get out of your own way. Uh, Don, this has been awesome. I am excited to see you in Michigan in a couple months and then later on in October um, at Flip Packing Live and Seven Figure Flipping Meeting in San Diego. Um, uh, I think we're going to have you speak, right? <laughs> we, this is on there, right? <laughs> yeah, we, we talked about that. We yeah, talk, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, def- I'm definitely open to it, so we got to work out cool. the details. Okay. And, yeah. You guys heard it here first. Don Costa will be sharing with us how... Um, it's a system for, for killing it in this business. So anyway, Don, this has been awesome. I really appreciate you taking the time. I know all of my listeners really appreciate it. You taking your time and we will talk to you soon, my friend. Definitely. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Well, I hope you enjoyed that discussion with Don Costas as much as I did. Uh, Don is not only an incredible investor, but just an incredible, uh, genuine human being and individual. And uh, I'm just honored to be able to be his friend and be able to spend time with him. If you are a six-figure householder wholesaler who is wanting to take that annual six-figure income and turn it into a monthly six-figure income, and you are interested in joining myself, Don Costas, Andy McFarland, The Mikes, Bill Allen, Danny Johnson, and all of the other seven-figure flipping crew, then go to sevenfigureflipping.com to fill out an application today. Our next meeting on the call I was talking to Don about, I'll see you in a couple months, but it's actually in about a month and a half. Uh, so our next meeting is July 13th, 14th, and 15th in Michigan. That's where the mics hang out. No, we won't be hanging out in downtown you know, Detroit. Maybe we will. I mean, they've done some renovations and stuff. But anyway, it's, it's outside of Michigan. I actually just got back from there uh, at a six-figure flipping event, and, and it was an incredible, incredible time. Great, great place. So if you want to be, if you would like to join us in that meeting, go to sevenfigureflipping.com. We are going to be accepting three more students before that meeting. We're, we're getting pretty tight on the amount of people 
that we can fit in in that meeting. Um, we've had a lot of killer investors like Don join recently, and and numbers are are very limited. So we're able to fit three more before that meeting. And if you would like to get one of those spots, go to sevenfigurefooping.com, and I hope to see you there. Other than that, um, get out there. You know, make things happen. Take action. You guys can do this, just like Don, just like me, just like all the other people that I've I've had on the show. Um, that you you can make this happen. There's nothing different. There's no reason why you can't figure out the way that you can make it happen and focus on that and and believe you can do it and go make that happen. So, uh, love you guys. Uh, take care. Get after it. And we will talk to you next time on the House Flipping HQ podcast. Bye bye. This has been the House Flipping HQ podcast. Your ultimate house flipping resource for intelligent real estate investing and financial freedom. Check out amazing tutorials, blogs, how-tos, and other inspiring podcasts with house flipping experts at houseflippinghq.com. Houseflippinghq.com.